All right, all right. Yes. <laughs> What's up, Casey? Oh. Casey's man. back. Yeah. Feels good, man. I've been well, doing... we're all back, but he's been out of town. Gosh, like every weekend. Every Yeah. Compe- it's been competing it's... and going to different places, man. If you have a wacky, crazy, busy life and there's not time for anything, raise your hand. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much of an audience. <laughs> I don't have much of an audience here. <laughs> Man, thank you guys for listening to Salty Dogs podcast. Uh, it really, man, it's been great. We've been getting a lot of really good feedback, and I'm just, I'm excited about that. There, yeah. you guys are listening and you know letting us know what you're enjoying, and that's that's been great, man. It's just been an honor to be able to be a part of this, Casey, and I love it. Yeah, we love, love, love it, and so. This morning, always looking forward to the podcast. Always looking forward. Yeah. So, this morning we have a uh, a very special guest who's back as a second timer. We he's been gone for a while, but I think he. Uh, I didn't think he was going to come back. I didn't think he'd come back either. It was debatable. There, no, that's him. No. There he is. Yeah. Howdy, Pastor Jeff, Jeff Jewett. Jewett. Yeah. Derby First Nazarene Church. Yeah, good to be here. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> First Church of the Derby Net. I always say, just I just say Derby Naz. First Church of the Nazarene Derby, Der- Kansas. Der- Derby there we go. Naz. United States of America. Only Earth. Church of the Nazarene and Derby. So first, <laughs> second, yeah. So, you know. Solo Church of the yeah. Naz. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. That's, That's fun stuff. Well, he's back, and we're excited to have him, Jeff. Um, just, I guess, as we established that that first go around, he was actually was he our first guest? He was our first he guest was. ever. Yeah, he was. yeah, pretty that awesome. Was a, that was so a good one too. It really was a good one. Jeff has a yeah. has a heart for. Uh, I mean, he's a teacher. Yeah, he teaches the word of God. He's a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Loves people. Loves to guide people. Most of them, <laughs> <laughs> except for the ones that you don't. Yeah. So, but tell us some of their names, Jeff. <laughs> Oh man, no, sir. Yeah, he's not going to do it. No. <clears throat> yeah. So, man, well, I'm I'm excited today. So, you know, we just kind of we have conversations every now and then. Hey, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? And um, I was talking to Casey, and you know, Casey and I, we have a lot of um, sidebar conversations, kind of. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of banter. Yeah, a lot of a lot banter. Of, a lot we, of back and forth. A lot of back and forth, and so we have these conversations every now and then, and. Um, we just we say hey that ought to be that'd be a good podcast <laughs> and so he was telling me one day so casey just recently you received your arborist certification right right yeah is Cert- that certified arborist yeah. certified arborist isa yeah. i okay so you guys can go google that yeah see what wikipedia tells you about it <laughs> but uh, see a picture of casey there yeah casey's well, face will be there thumbs yeah. up and everything yeah yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> If you're if if the word blah 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 was in the dictionary, you'd look yeah. it up in case his face would be right there. Right yeah. there, you guys know the joke. So um, he's certified arborist, and so he's he's learned a lot about trees. He spends most of his time up in trees. Oh yeah, and it's not like he just leans a ladder against a tree, but he he suits up and uh, he goes ham on the trees yeah. he he does this like skywalking thing where he, he throws a rope ties in and then he just kind of like walks up this rope it's pretty nuts yeah um he's got multiple apparatus 
apparatus that helps him get into these trees. And so this is what he does. It's, he does it for a living. He does it for fun. It's his job. He loves it. Um, but, you know, he'll tell me every once in a while, like, you know, I'm learning this about trees. Or as I was studying, I learned this in my for my um, arbor certification. And and it's just rich and deep with spiritual truth. Yeah, and man. it, it kind of gives us that extra punch. And, you know, it, this will lead us into our conversation uh, today is that, you know, Jesus, he, he used a lot of these um, analogies. And, yes, mm-hmm. he used them to be relevant, but I believe he also used them because we can look at the world and the way it's created, and God's glory mm-hmm. is just strewn about the earth and the cosmos, his glory, his grandeur, his wisdom and so we can you know we can look at things and we can learn of the lord and uh i mean just little things like when i read about descriptions of of things in the bible and they say things along the line of you know and his voice sounded like many rushing waters you know we you might be someone who does in your time that you didn't know the lord and you hear rushing water and you're like oh it's soothing to the soul you know it's like man, I just love the sound of the ocean. But then you come to know the Lord and you're like, he kind of sounds like that. That's awesome. You know? And so I think that we can look around and, and Casey's, he's been pulling stuff out. And so we're going to share that with you guys today. Casey's going to talk to us a little bit about what he's learned and, and um, give us some scripture on some stuff. And it's just going to open up the conversation. So yeah. Yeah. And you know, I just want to have a conversation with you guys and get you, you know, and banter with you guys about you know what i've been learning here and um it's it's really you know my one of my favorite teachings of jesus was in uh, john 15 which is i am the true vine you know i'm the vine you're the branches and that's always been one of mine i've preached on that before and you know but uh, as i was studying for this test it's a big test man it took me you know five months to study for you know day and night (laughs) night and day mm-hmm. and uh so you, <laughs> you know, wanted to sing it i did <laughs> yeah. i did i wanted to say day and night mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about oh yeah I know anyway that so so uh as i was man as i was diving into and exploring you know like and learning about trees from the biological standpoint from their biology and their makeup it was just like these teachings started coming really to life to me in a new way you know and so i just wanted to share a couple of things i mean um, that that really I thought were pretty great. So we're gonna start, I guess, in John 15. Well, I, I do want to say this though, man. God's an arborist, bro. You know, huh. he, he is, dude. Uh, it says he prunes. You know, yeah. he, he's a, he prunes, and only only arborist prunes. And if you look at the Bible, it starts with a tree, and in the end, it ends with a tree. And mm-hmm. Christ mm-hmm. dies upon a tree. You know, and so wow. we see we see all this these you know trees are a very important thing I think and you know anyway so I just wanted to say that and I take my job very seriously I love it you know it's it, I'm very blessed to have something that that I can that has completely consumed me you know for better or for worse you know <laughs> it, it 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 it's it's good and bad but um but I'm I'm very blessed to have that and so uh, but I just wanted to go into this um into John 15 which is. Uh, we'll start at verse one. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. And already you are clean because of the word I have I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. 
I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it, he, it is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. So stop there. I just, um, you know, he says these divine, but it, when I'm looking at this in, 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 a, in a sense of the tree, right? So he's saying basically that he's the, he's the trunk, right? The, the, main, the, the main part of this, right? And what's interesting in the biology of trees is that um, each branch is autonomous from the tree itself, although it's all part of the same living organism. It, it sustains itself, it, it provides its needs, and uh, you know, it, it, it's just, but it's, and that was interesting to me because like the church, you know, we are all part of it, right? We're part of him, mm -hmm. we're in him, right? And so, and it, we're autonomous, although we're a part of the same thing. And so, do you have something to say, Joe? Oh, I thought you said. But <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. He's yeah, I'm listening. We're we're gathering. We're letting. Right, yeah. We're getting the gears turning here. Yeah, and so, um, man, I I just I found that very interesting. And you know what is a you know what is the primary function of a branch? You know what I mean? I I think about it like if we're branches, what are we, you know, what are we supposed to do? You know, like <laughs> yeah, how does a branch behave? Right. Sure. Well, but but I I find that it's growth, and for producing, right? For mm -hmm. producing fruit. And so um, I just wanted to kind of open that up to you guys and see what you guys wanted to say about it or talk about, or even about John 15 in itself or. Well, yeah, I mean, just immediately you, so Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Um, I immediately think about how the vine, or if in, in this case, the trunk of the tree, that's, those root, it, the roots aren't part of the branches. The roots are part of the main body, right? And so really, I just kind of get this, I, I think about this and as a branch, we're not supposed to rely on ourselves to, mm -hmm. to like be the main thing, right? And so I just think of, immediately I think of works versus grace. Right. I think mm -hmm. of Jesus's work on the cross for righteousness versus my work. So can a branch strive on its own apart from mm. the tr the trunk or the vine? Right? Because well, because if a branch is cut off, it's thrown away, it withers and it dies. Right. And so you can you okay, so here's a question. Can you cut a branch off of a tree, plant the cut part of that branch into the ground and that tree become no. its own tree? Mm -mm. Or branch become its own tree? Right? And there's no sustained life apart from right but and what's interesting is that it's all contributing to the same living organism you know what i mean the the branches uh they you know they have the leaves right and the leaves are the food producers of the entire tree right and so we think about this and um it's 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 all working together right to to help sustain this organism grow right and so mm -hmm. unity you know is what i th when i see that you know unity but what's, yes but but like we said it's also autonomous so we are you know like of the same but you know we sustain ourselves and so well in in that aspect anyway and so um even like there's a process in trees it's called uh, coded it's the acronym it's compartmental compartmentalization of decay in trees and so when a branch or something has a disease it automatically starts shutting itself off from the branch or i mean from the trunk mm -hmm. right so we have this process of of yeah we're our individual self but we're supposed to be contributing to the mm -hmm. overall whole 
right? We're, we're, that's yes. the way it's supposed to be, right? And also, so and to speak more to that, you know, contributing the way that it does that is when the leaves and everything, they take in the energy, they take in the food, whatever it is, they move from the process, which is called the source to the sink, mm-hmm. right? The source of the energy that they're receiving, it moves to the, the, I guess, the part of the of the tree itself that is new, like buds and things like that, that are just, right. So they're just coming out and they can't sustain themselves. Mm. Right. So the, the nutrients that a branch produces will go from the source to the sink. And what's interesting is that all parts of a tree have been a sink at one time. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think about this and I'm like, man, like when you see, when, when something's new, like we got a new branch coming in, that's somebody's grafted in or whatever, you know what I mean? Somebody's yeah. into, they're, they're there, they're starting to learn, they're start, and we're to be there, right? Pouring mm-hmm. in and, and sustaining, helping sustain that person until they can eventually S- sustain, sustain themselves. themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell, me, tell me then, what do you do with a newborn baby when it enters the world? I don't know. I, I'm fixing to find that one out here in December. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I didn't purposely set that up. It would have been cool if I did. Yeah, yeah. Casey's pregnant. No. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> we say it like it's a scary thing. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it kind of is a scary thing, man. If you think about it's it, terrifying. You know? it's, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, should be. Jeff, if, you have children. If it's not. Oh yeah. Oh yes. How many children? Four. Do you have? Four children. Four. Four. Yeah. So. When a baby's born into the world, right. the the job of the parent is to nurture and care for mm-hmm. that child until it can take care of itself. Everything, everything in your life revolves around that life. Everything. Yeah. You know, you come home from the hospital and within 20 minutes, something to that kid is in every part of your house you know it's like it it controls everything um how you eat how you sleep um what you think about when you're at work what you talk about with your friends it controls everything the same you know you talk about the source to the sink um all of the energy goes into into that growth um and it's not into that it's not into the growth of the child because the child is productive it is it's growth into the child so that the child will become productive right um saint john of the cross in the dark night of the soul talks about uh, the the child at his mother's breast um and uh, and actually says at some point the mother puts a bitter salve so that the child is disgusted at at this and 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 is weaned in that way Mm. not because the mother um despises the child um but because the mother loves the child and there's a point where you grow um and so this idea of fruit is not your branch therefore you or you're you're a new branch you're a sink you're a i I don't know all of that a bud i don't know all of the terminology um, but the idea is you bear fruit in season. Um, you grow up. Gosh, that's such a, you know, I, Ephesians yeah. four in season, just in right season. Let that sink into your soul for a second, but yeah. go ahead. Continue. Well, and I, you know, I, I was thinking even when you're talking about, um, John 15, John 15, five, this is, well, one and five, this is one of those one of like seven I am statements of Jesus in the book of John. 
and um, they stand out. In the Greek, it's ego I me. Um, the reason they stand out is because it's redundant. Um, Jesus is intentionally um, I myself. Uh, it's not good. It's not good grammar. And uh, he's intentionally drawing him, drawing a correlation between who he is and who God is. The I am statement. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting what he says. He says, "I am the branch. You are the vine." There's no identity in us. There's no you are apart from I am. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going to have any sort of identity, you know, the branch isn't a branch if it's never been attached to the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's who the that's who our identity that's how our identity comes about, um, and so you know we start we start there just like a, a child coming home. Their identity is not in themselves. Um, you talk about autonomy, um, even as a newborn, a, a child psychologically. I, I have to trust others on this point. I don't know, um, but they say that a child is not autonomous. Thinks of themselves as I or me until long after they are weaned from their mother. Hmm. Long after. Yeah. Um, that their identity is wrapped up in the connection with their mothers. Um, and the same thing with us. We come about, we, we have all of our being. There is no me apart from God, whether we acknowledge him as God or not. Yeah. And that's important. Um, that's where we start. We start with the branch. Um, it's who we are. Yeah, and that's, I, and that's the connection. That's the connection point. You know, I am. You know, and we have our existence, and we don't exist apart from Him. Right. You know, and what were you saying? It it just it just really um, when you as you were saying that like so you've got this organism. It's a it's a tree, and the tree begins to grow. And it begins to give out branches, and it continually spawn. I say spawns, but it grows new branches that come from the buds. Um, and then these these branches they have leaves, and eventually, in its season, once the trees mature, whatever it'll it'll give forth fruit. Um, but the fact that you, you get these buds, these new branches, and the tree will automatically start to redirect its energies and its its source, right? So the, the leaves take in the sunlight, and, and, and so it starts to redirect so that it makes sure that the next branch that was birthed is healthy so that it becomes a healthy source energy producing right. the entire point of the tree. entity yeah, the in- to continue right. growth right so in correlation to this you know now the family has a baby and the family redirects their energies to make sure that this baby doesn't die do we see this in the church with new believers uh, honestly I, I mean I, I mean I what, it know, just makes me think. It's, about, it's, it makes it, me think. The source to the sink is the process of discipleship, you know. And what we're like this right here, you know, salty dogs. We're gleaning wisdom from those who have mm-hmm. been in it, larger branches. You know what I mean? Guys that have been on the on the trunk for a minute. You know what I mean? That's that process of source to sink. It's discipleship, and 
I mean, you know, I, you know, I talked about this the other day, you know, it's just, there's not enough time. There's, you know, it's mm. just so much stuff fighting for your attention. And yeah. we're, we're going to move into that too, in the soils, when we start talking about soil too. But, you know, it's, I, I don't want to say nobody's doing it. I'm just saying it's, I haven't seen, I guess I've seen a couple examples of it, but I mean, by and large, are we really investing that way into Did, people? It's uh, you, you ever, I, I don't. I don't deal with trees as much. I, I love my garden, mm-hmm. right? And you go, and, and I go to Lowe's or the, the nursery or whatever, and they have all these plants you can put in your garden, which is great. I like starting mine from seeds. I still love the miracle of, yeah, it's pretty of, cool. of a seed becoming a six-foot plant. That just mm-hmm. that blows my mind every time. But you go to tomatoes, for instance. You go, let's say you go to Lowe's, Home Depot, wherever you, you get your plants. They're selling these half-grown plants with these green tomatoes on there. Um, Instant fruit, Mm. right? Instant fruit. So you're going to take this plant home, and you're going to have all the visions of all of these amazing tomatoes you're going to get. Instant fruit. You put it in the ground, and now this this plant that's been transplanted, it's shocked. Mm, You know, its roots don't know what to do. Um, so every bit of energy it has goes into that little bit of green fruit that's on there. Not into growing the plant, into producing the fruit that is already there because it's instant fruit because someone got impatient mm-hmm. and they wanted fruit before the plant was mature, mature enough to do it. And so they forced it. So now as a result, you finally have a piece of, uh, of red fruit. You have a tomato and you know you you slice it you all of that stuff it's so good and and then you go out there and you keep waiting the rest of the summer for the plant to produce tomatoes (laughs) well it hasn't now all of a sudden the plant's starting to grow but there's no tomatoes and by the time it should be bearing tomatoes it's getting cold and you're cutting that plant down and you're done um because they wanted fruit out of season Mm. um you know, it's this idea. So you get these half, we do this in the church. We want instant fruit. Mm-hmm. It's like the just add water aspect to the church. Um, one of the best things you can do, I was given one of my tomato starts to someone else. And uh, he's, he's like, oh man, I'm so excited. It's already got blossoms on him. I'm like, I'm like pinch those blossoms off, cut them off, cut them off. Um, he's like, well, but, but I'll, I'll get fruit quicker. Eh, yeah, but you'll also get less of it and the plant will be dead before its own its time mm-hmm. and the same thing happens we've got to grow up to bear fruit um this passage you just read casey says that that god does the pruning yeah. not cutting there's a difference i think between pruning huge, and there's cutting there's a huge difference yeah. like we roll up to a job site and you can tell you know where the homeowner came out and i mean just there's proper ways to do it there's right. there's a way that's that's good for the tree and there's ways that are detrimental to the tree as well so yeah you're absolutely yeah. right yeah. and in here he says he prunes prunes so that the branch will bear more fruit it's interesting he says that um he he cuts a branch that's bearing no fruit and he prunes it back so that it'll bear more fruit well what's more of no <laughs> like some some <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh um but that's the idea is the pruning is always for growth never for the sake of cutting um right yeah and you know we 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 have this 
you know, dynamic where, you know, customers want us to make cuts that, or take limbs that don't need to be taken because they think that, well, because they can reach it, that it needs to go or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? But it's that struggle of, yeah, <laughs> you know, try to educate people. But anyway, yeah, they're like, you know, there's, there's things that you can't do that you can and cannot do when you're pruning, you know, and, and, you know, pruning for fruit, you know, and are you, do we, Jason and I were talking about this the other day and we're, we were wondering like, what, what do you consider fruit? Mm-hmm. Like are people or souls considered fruit? And I said, yeah. and I said, I, I, I didn't think so because you know, the fruit of the spirit, you know, right. So what is fruitful ministry, you know? Let's talk about that, please. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, I would say you can't, you can't have the conversation without Galatians 5, um, the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, um, Yeah. so, so I was, this is in the context of, um, I was talking to uh, my nephew, Andrew, who is moving to Derby. Hmm. He'll be moving here June 23rd, and... He's actually going to be um, serving, um, I, I don't know the logistics, but he's essentially taking a step into ministry. Mm-hmm. Moving here to be a part of a church, taking a step into ministry. And so I had a long conversation with him one day when I was down in Houston. He spent probably about six hours in the car with me kind of driving around while I was doing work. And, um, you know, we just started having this conversation about you know, fruitful ministry. And we hear this all the time, right? Fruitful, fruit, fruit. And so in the context of John 15, if you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. And then you put that in the context, and it's the terminology. We say, well, I want to be fruitful in ministry. And oftentimes, not all the time, it depends on who you get around, fruit can, can be ascribed to one souls like Mm -hmm. we've we've gotten this is how many people have been saved you know we're thankful to the lord for fruitful ministry is there anywhere in the bible that fruit is considered people directly i you know where a direct correlation is made between those words fruit and people i would say no but certainly there are Indications. I mean, Acts chapter 2. Um, on that day, 3,000 were added to their number. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and thousands later in just another chapter. Um, and so certainly lives matter. People matter. Souls matter. Um, but when we stop there in the principle of the idea of fruit, we stop short. Because mm-hmm. now we're, we're treating That's people. Good. Yeah, it's not, it's not the end. It's the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Um, and if you treat people like, um, if you treat them like a soul to be saved, a baptism to be counted, um, then at the end of the day, once they're baptized, once they're saved, once they've gotten whatever they needed to get at an altar of prayer or responded to a call or whatever it is, then what? Mm-hmm. What you're saying is their life is fruit, but now that the fruit has come and gone, now they're, what are they now? Well, that's where we come up with dead branches because Mm. we've ceased to disciple. Um, This is the frustration, I think, of the church, the the altar theology. 
um, that is an American invention. I'm, I'm all in favor of an altar of prayer. Yeah. Um, but this altar theology that says that um, you come here, you become something, and then you stop right there, that this is mm-hmm. your destination point, um, that's wrong. And, yeah. um, and, that, and so, so we end up with teen camps and stuff where you, you have an experience, tr- a truly profound experience, but then you come back next summer and you've got to have another truly profound experience mm-hmm. and you come back mm-hmm. and you have another truly profound experience. Well, why? Yeah. Because we've treated you like your arrival point is the baptism, mm-hmm. the, the prayer, the sinner's prayer, the whatever. Um, that's the, the starting point. Fruit, yeah. fruit begins there. Fruit starts there. I, I wanted to ask this question earlier when we were talking about, um, so the resources of the tree are redirected so that the new budding branch um, can come into full maturity so that it could be an energy fruit producing branch that gives to the entire entity so that more branches and it's a multiplication thing. Um, and then we talked about it in the, in the context of a new child coming into a family. And so I know that, and people say this all the time and you're like, okay, you know, but then you have a kid and they say, yeah, children change everything. Um, and they really do. And you know, our family, I mean, my wife, myself, my stepson, Henry, when Ilana was born, she just turned one on Wednesday. So when she was born just over a year ago, our entire family shifted. Mm-hmm. And there became this awareness and a reality of this new human being in our midst. And we knew that we couldn't neglect it. We knew that we had to do whatever it took to take care of that child. Um, through all the crying, through all the dirty diapers, the sickness, through all that stuff, we're there because we love her and because we know that without us, she, she would perish. Right. God, help us have the same mentality with people in the church. Imagine if the entire church body shifted when there was a new believer in the midst. I mean, so that everybody on some level mm, of another good. was aware and then somehow, some way did their part. Because Henry, he's 11 years old. He, I mean, he's, he can take care of himself. He knows where the refrigerator is. He, I mean, he's, he's good. He can play. He knows how to read. You know, he, it, it, he's fine. He still needs a parent. But to a one-year-old, there's only so much he can offer. But he offers it, mm. right? And so even if you're however old in the faith, getting it, you still have something to offer. And so here's what I would say. I would argue, I would argue that the church needs less people leading Bible studies, less group leaders, less ministry leaders, and more spiritual mothers and fathers in the body of Christ. I'm not saying Bible study leaders are bad. I'm not saying group leaders are bad. I'm not, but can you imagine the impact? And if I approached you, Casey, and I said, hey man, I want you to lead a Bible study. I mean, you might, yeah, well, I don't know. And a lot of people 
are like, yeah, I don't know if I can lead a Bible study. And it's like, anybody can lead a Bible study. Just open the Bible. You guys read and you're fine. You know, it's like, let the word interpret itself. And, and it's good. Casey can lead a Bible study. But if I come up to Casey and I say, brother, we have people in our congregation. They need a spiritual father. And I think that they could look to you and you could really love and care for these people. Would you consider and pray about being a spiritual father to five or, I mean, I don't even need to put a number to it, but so-and-so, right? It, Casey, how would, how would asking you to be a spiritual father to a group of people be different from me asking you to just lead a Bible study? It's a lot more intensive, man. It's, it's, you know, it's up in their business and they're in your business, man. You know, it's doing quote air, do the air quote here, doing life together. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, it is, it's very intentional and very, I mean, you see that all throughout acts as well, man. They were, they were kicking it together all the time. That's all they did, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, we've talked about this numerous times, like the sheep is most vulnerable when it's away from the flock and we're away from the flock for, you know, six days a week. And then we come to get together on Sunday and we wonder, you know, why, why, why am I getting attacked? Why is the, are these things happening? Well, we're not you know, banding together in unity, right? For the, for the, like the, you know, the branches to the trunk, it's all for the benefit of the, of the body as a whole, of the organism as a whole, you know? And, and I just, yeah, I mean, it, 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 but that'd be much more intensive than doing a Bible study. See, we're, we've, we've got it. And maybe this is an American ideal, um, American church ideal. Um, We've got it in our head that the organism, the church exists for me. Yeah not me for, for the, the church for the church um and and there is a sense in you know whether it's a child or a branch a new branch or a bud or whatever the case there is a sense where yes every every resource is being poured in there but we want i don't it seems like we want to stay right there we want it to be about us um the church has and maybe there's been a shift here recently, but it seems like in recent years, the church has been more about consumerism mm-hmm. than it yeah. has been about um, bearing any sort of, of real fruit. Um, you know, so we get frustrated, we get mad, we get hurt, we get whatever. Um, it, it, we don't like, we don't like this aspect, we don't like that speaker, whatever it is. It's all about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is by and large, here's the frustrating part, and this is me speaking as a pastor. This is coming from by, by and large from those who, ha- who would profess a walk with Christ that is decades long. Mm. Some of the most contentious people in the church are those that we would term old Christians, mm. um, which seems exactly backwards. I know as a parent, um, and as an adult, right, I couldn't wait to grow up so that I would have more freedom. <laughs> and here's what I discovered. When I grew up, I actually had less freedom. Yeah. Um, and especially when children came into the home. There, there's no freedom. There's no freedom with that. And so I, um, I don't know. I think that we've gotten some of this exactly backwards that the mature in Christ give up their rights, give up their freedoms, just like the tree gives up its nutrients to nourish the branch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know, and I think, I think there does need to be benchmarks of fruit. What do we consider fruit? You know, you asked that question earlier. Yeah, what do we yeah. consider fruit? Um, man, that, that's a question by itself, probably a podcast by itself. <laughs> um, Give us the f- two-minute well, version well, the, of the your two, answer. The two-minute version is it's fruit salad. Um, it's no one thing. Um, it's, <laughs> yes. It's Galatians, it's Galatians 5. Um, we, we run through this list. You know, there's nine attributes. Love, mm-hmm. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We run through these attributes. We preach stupid sermon series, and I've done it myself. Um, we're going to go through, we're going to spend the next what, five weeks, and we're going we're gonna to talk about each one of these. And we get, we hit love, and we're like, oh, isn't that nice? We hit joy. And we say, you know, your life sucks, but you need to enjoy it. Um, we, <laughs> we, we go, uh, we patience, you know, and then by the, by the time we hit patience, we're like, ah, man, this is starting to stink. And so we kind of, we kind <laughs> of, once off. we hit patience, we're like, gosh, I wish this series was over. Yeah. It's taken yeah. too long. Yeah. This is taking way too long. <laughs> um, and no one ever has ever preached on goodness or faithfulness or any of that. Because, but the problem is, is we've taken each one of these, well, here's a fruit, love is a fruit, joy is a fruit. No, it's a fruit salad. In your life, you should be getting a bite of all of this at once. Mm. Now, it's not that all of these aspects are complete in you. Yeah. But there is measurable, this is what fruit in your life is, is there is a measurable increase in all of these things. Mm, Not one at a time, all of them. Yeah. We're a fruit salad. That's probably one of the better descriptions I've ever heard of the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. And you know, what I thought was interesting is, you know, the kingdom of God is, you know, he said a lot of times it's seed, it's seed, it's seed, you know what I mean? It's seed. And what I found really interesting is inside the fruit is seed, (laughs) you know? And so when, yeah, so good. Yeah. So the, the fruit is, and Jason's heard me say this before, fruit is not for our consumptions, it's for the consumption of others so that they can taste and see. The Lord is good, and it's the goodness of the Lord that causes men's hearts to repent. Well, you're sowing in those fruits that you're giving to people. Say that slower so people can get that, because it, it is really good. It's a really good statement. Um, fruit in our life is mm-hmm. not is, is for consumption, but it's not for our consumption. It's for the consumption of others so that they can taste and see that the Lord is good, and it's the goodness of the Lord that causes men's hearts to repent. That's all, that's all, that's all scripture right there. Yeah, no, it's good. And so, and I was just thinking, I was like, man, and you know, a tree wants to reproduce, you know, it drops seeds. That's what it does. It makes other trees, you know what I mean? And so when you're sowing these seeds, you know, through fruit in your life, you know, when people taste goodness and kindness and compassion and these other things, you're sowing, you're essentially sowing a seed, you know, because there's seed within the fruit. Mm. You know, and I found that was pretty interesting. Mm. You know, I was like, no, I didn't even think about that. So a fruit is for others to consume, then when we talk about consumerism in the church, it's a, it's moral cannibalism. We're consuming ourselves. Um, what? I, you just kind of went over my head with that one. Say that making, again. Well, we treat the fruit like it's for my benefit. It's for my good. It's for me. I bear fruit for me. And, mm. and the church is here Correct. to support me and to... Uh, to do these things for me. Um, well, if that's the case, and fruit is intended to be consumed by others, but we're consuming what is intended yeah. by others, we're cannibalizing ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, I would, I, I, I hear this a lot, and this isn't meant to like open a can of worms or be argumentative, but there is an aspect of, of church that is for 
the Christian. I mm-hmm. mean, the church mm-hmm. is the body of Christ. It's not a body of unbeliever. Right. The, here's a very important distinction. When we say the church, we mean those who put their faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? And so we're not saying the church as a group of believers and unbelievers who just so happen to all be in the same building mm-hmm. at the same time. We yeah. know this. The church, the body of Christ exists, right? So there's there's a big long list of one another's. And so, yes, there's mutual benefit mm-hmm. of being a part of the body of Christ. But I think what we're talking about is the immaturity and the the um, the quote needs to be corrected way of thinking mm-hmm. about church that I'm here just for me. But ultimately, again, there's a point in time where yes, there are things that are about you. You're a new believer. We we need to love and nurture and care and take care of you. But again, you said this in the first podcast, there's a point in time where you grow up and there's a point in time where the branch is no longer a bud and it's no longer a weak branch, but it's an infused strong branch with leaves contributing to the whole of the. And so this is interesting to me is that a leaf, let's just, for instance, you're looking at a tree, the furthest leaf to the left on the tree receives energy and contributes to the tree so that all the other leaves on the tree and all the other branches and all the other fruit receives just from one that that one leaf so the leaf on the furthest to the left of the tree can benefit the leaf on the furthest right of the tree right so so there's just this everything or yeah everything is going to everyone Mm -hmm. right so it's not just this the branches exist so that this one main branch is the fruit producer fruit producer right everything every branch will eventually hopefully produce fruit it's not so that one branch can just rise above and shine i I mean can you imagine if you saw uh, and i'm going to try and paint this picture but if let's just say an apple tree if you saw this apple tree and you went to pr- pick fruit off of it and there was just this one branch protruding like 30 feet out from the tree and then it's just this long line of apples on the one branch. Like that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? And so anyways, I, I understand the, the consumerism aspect mm-hmm. of, you know, I need it to be a certain way and meet a certain op- sometimes very soulish mind, will, and emotions kind of need Mm -hmm. rather than a does, am where I'm at, does this help and assist and motivate me to be on mission so that I'm quote unquote fruitful in ministry rather than am I just did I feel good about the sermon this are you, morning? Are you a source or are you a sink? You know what I mean? The entire mm-hmm. the entire point of a tree, what a tree does is it strives to thrive, man. It's not, you know, in it to it's not in it to just, you know, kind of just stay it's there to thrive, you know what I mean? And so it can only thrive when all of it's working together, you know. Everything's I mean? working yeah. together. Yeah, you know, and so it comes down to the point, well, are you a source or are you a sink, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And there's there's predictability and growth. Um you know, if, if you're a bud for too long, you need cut off. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, there there needs to be some predictability and growth um, that that um, that says that you know what you're you're taking more resources than you're contributing. You're like, well, but that's kind of harsh for like a baby, you know, mm-hmm. baby coming into your home. But there's predictability and growth. So we have some benchmarks. You know, we know, man, you should be walking by now. You should be out of diapers by now. You're 14 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, quit, <laughs> quit pooping your pants. Yeah. Um, you're about to get a per- driver's permit. Uh-huh. You, you know, you can't do that stuff. Yeah. Um, there is some predictability and growth. And the idea of f- the fruit being for others, I, and I think it's profound. It, you, talked, you talked, Jason, about um, the, the mutuality of, of the body of Christ. You know, yes, the the church consists of those who profess Christ as their Savior. But it's not just those who profess Christ as their Savior. It's those who profess Christ as their Savior and are in community with other Christians. Because... It's a good addition, I agree. You know, First Peter talks about that. Uh, though you come to him, the living stone, Jesus is the living stone. You also, like living stones, like mm-hmm. Jesus, are being built, built into up. a spiritual house. A mm-hmm. brick by itself is worthless. Mm. It means nothing unless it's joined together with others. So the mutuality of the body of Christ, it, we see it in Acts 2, 42 and following, um, that they met together you know, every day in, in their homes and in the temple courts. Um, eating together, all of this stuff. And they had all things in common, giving to each other as they had need, the branches. Source and this, sink. Exactly. Source and sink. There um, it is. The mutuality of the church and the fruit is not that the church exists for me, but that I exist for the church. But if I'm giving in, in this concept of mutuality, if I'm giving and I'm feeding, edifying the church, then the church is in turn doing that for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I'm more focused on what I'm getting, I'm going to get more than the tree has to give. But if I am focused on giving, I'm going to give exactly what the tree needs, exactly what the church needs to become, uh, <laughs> to, I was going to say fecund- fruitful, fruitful, fecundity. Fecundity is um, this, this concept of fruitfulness, and, um, and that's... That's what we're supposed to do. Um, so, um, anyway, sorry. Gosh, that's deep, man. I'm telling you, man, it, you can learn so much from simple things like that. You know, it's like just to take, to look at it for a little bit and see the process and then glean what you can from it. And I'm telling you, it's deep. It goes so deep, man. And even we haven't even gotten to the process of photosynthesis yet. What are we, what are we doing as, as the body of Christ? as a whole what are we doing you know what does the tree do it takes in carbon monoxide and it releases oxygen it's the death for life exchange you know <laughs> yeah and like we're we're here to take in th- and that's like that's kind of like to me bear- bearing each other's burdens you know what i mean like taking in the 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 sin the de- the death and then pr- producing well, there's so there's life, so much man. yeah there's so much. Jesus said, if any man would try and save his life for his own sake, he'll lose it. But if he loses his life for my sake, he'll find it. If any, we talked about this in our last podcast with James and, and, uh, and Matthew, where we said, man, what is this, you know, what is the, the true gospel message? Because we get this gospel of, um, sometimes it's a gospel of comfort or it's a gospel of, 
when I say gain, I mean like fleshly gain. And we, you know, we can argue about this later. But what I'm trying to say is um, Jesus says, if any man would come after me, would follow me, he must deny himself death, take up his cross, death, and follow me. And Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the the life. So by taking up your cross, dying to self, you gain life. And so and you, ingesting carbon monoxide, taking in the death. But that life also should be coming out of you as well to others. Right. Yeah. I mean, we benefit from that. I mean, I love oxygen. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know who doesn't. You know, we benefit <laughs> from that process. And so others around us should be benefiting from that as well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Giving life. This is where I think this is where testimony is just such a powerful thing that people share what the Lord is doing and and it's encouraging. There's some times where I hear somebody's testimony and literally it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh man, the Lord is at work and He's so good. I mean, it it releases praise in me. It makes me want to glorify the Father for the work that He's doing because I know that I can't produce that, right? I. I can't do that. I can't, I can't change a man. God, if I could impart to you somehow, some way by my own will fruit in your life, man, I would bless you, you know, to the day you die with joy, patience, Mm -hmm. peace, love. You know, I would, I would infuse that into you so that it would pour out of you. I mean, I can pray for you for that and I can encourage you in that, but it's the spirit of God in you producing that fruit. I can't do that. But when I see that in you, like, man, I'm, I'm just going to share this and I don't want to cry, but gosh, I love Casey so much. He's my brother in Christ. I love this guy. And, uh, man, I've had a vendetta against him here for a little while just because I mean, literally what it boiled down to was I, there was an expectation that he didn't meet. And rather than really trying to address it truthfully, I came at him sharp and you know, it's, it's what I did. I just, I get cutting because I was hurt. I was hurting people, you know, hurt people, hurt people. We say this, but man, he, he just had a, he had a point of humility and, uh, and came to me and called me and just apologized for some things. And you know, I should have been apologizing to you for burdening you, but he was apologizing to me. And anyways, it just, it was a breath of fresh air and there was an administering of peace between brothers. And I, I love this guy, you know, I don't, I'm not holding anything against him anymore. Um, but I rejoice from that. And it's a, it's a breath of fresh air. And it was Casey humbling himself, essentially dying to whatever thought process or mentality or feeling or whatever it was, he died to that. And it was by him ingesting and processing that death, that life came out of that situation. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. And we're so scared of it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we don't want to die. We don't, we don't, can you imagine if <laughs> I just had this funny vision you know, the leaves take in the carbon monoxide. Can you imagine? But then they produce oxygen. They know that they need to do that process. But can you imagine if the leaf was uh, a hedonist and started, the the branch started flapping its wings saying, carbon monoxide, get away from me. I don't, you know, you're bad. But isn't this what Christians do? We have these circumstances that are bad circumstances that, you know, essentially bring about some sort of death, so to speak, trials and tribulations. And the, our immediate 
our inclination and our immediate response is to try and get that situation away from us rather than allowing it to, to finish pro- to its produ- work. To produce life in you. Mm-hmm. To produce life. To produce life through it, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this part of part of the fruit we bear is the reconciliation, the camaraderie, the, the fellowship with each other. And uh, so often we treat we treat that partnership like, what do I get out of it? Um, and and without a shadow of a doubt, there is something we get out of it, something profound. But our motive our our way of thinking through this and the reason we do this is because our objective is the one thing we do gain is our brother in Christ the one thing we do gain is our sister in Christ um, this is this is our motive this is what we gain um, and together we're better that sounds so cliche and I know that um, but I, you know better I, together <laughs> but going back but going back to first Peter you know, we're being built into a spiritual house. Um, we have got, uh, we've got to get past this concept that it's Jesus and me. Mm-hmm. That is not it. Um, it, it. The me is the we. Um, it's Jesus and us. It's Jesus and the church. He's not married to me. He's married to the church. I'm not his bride. I'd be an ugly bride. <laughs> um, you know, he's... He's married to the church. We are his bride. Um, and so it really is, you know, this this concept of being together and discipling one another and growing together and all of these things is is gaining brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, that's part of the fruit we bear. Um, I feel, after all of this, I feel kind of bad about cutting down that apple tree in my backyard. How dare Did you, you really cut down an apple tree? Oh, yes, I did. Did you cut down the cherry tree, brother? Uh, no, you I cannot, cannot tell a lie. Yeah. I cannot tell a lie. But, uh, That's good. Casey, I had one quick question, and then we can, we can bring this portion to close. We might need to do, yeah, we'll um, to do trees part two, part do. Yeah. Uh, dos, part yeah. dos. Um, I, want to give the, I want to give the plug for that one, because we have one of the main things that I wanted to talk about is, you know, oaks of righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I just wanted to leave the people with a thought, you know, to to think about for the next one, which is, it's very important. We, in our our culture, we have this thing that's called the right tree for the right side. A tree is never limited by its genetic potential. It's only limited by the site that it's planted in. And so that's what we're going to be talking about the next time that we have this conversation. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think environment has has a lot to do with it. I think obviously soils, yeah. um, you know, I, I've thought about, you know, what is the, the spiritual greenhouse for a Christian? Because, you know, a plant in a greenhouse will thrive because it's in a very ideal environment, not by itself, again, right. not by itself. You right. go into a greenhouse, multiple plants, um, but the ideal environment. So that reminds me of that. But I had one quick question, uh, Casey. I almost said Quasey. Quasey. I have a friend named Quasey in uh, Houston. That's his actual name. It means Sunday. That's interesting. Nice. But um, how does a branch die? Uh, I mean, could be or why does it die? Disease, usually. I mean, it could be anything, 
you know, the, 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 the process of identifying diseases and management and pests and stuff like that, like it's, it's such a broad spectrum. It could, it could be absolutely anything. There's fungus, there's borers, there's just, you know, airborne <clears throat> or just diseases that are, you know, the squirrels care. It's, it's, you know, but yeah. they eventually get a disease, but like I said, it, the branch, when it starts, you know, decaying like that, mm-hmm. it starts shutting down all processes to, to the tree act, the trunk does it so that it protects itself from mm-hmm. that branch wow. right so you know like if you're diseased bro like you're going to eventually choke yourself off from the tree you know wow. it's just a natural process of things mm-hmm. man you know what i mean like that's yeah. it's, it's going to happen eventually yeah and we all know that you know dead wood is good for firewood bro <laughs> it's pretty messed up it is but i mean i just you know i i, I thank the lord that he's the one that brings life into hopeless, seemingly hopeless situations. Mm -hmm. And this is the miracle of the gospel is that he takes a dead man or a dead branch and brings about life and we're grafted into Christ to then become fruit-producing entities where before there was no fruit that was good to be consumed by others except for rotten fruit. You know, and so that's that's the miracle is that he can take men like us from where we've been and either not producing any righteous fruit by the spirit by any means. And if anything, producing rotten fruit, right, the 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 works of the flesh, the fruit of the flesh are these things. And so, man, I'm just so grateful that the Lord has seen it fit to say you Jason will now be in my kingdom and I'm going to increase measurably all of the fruits in your spirit all of the fruits all of the fruit of the spirit <laughs> over time right and this is the good thing is that scripture says I for I'm convinced that he who began a good work right. in you will bring it up into completion yeah on the day of our Lord Jesus and Christ. everything that, concerning trees is time, bro. It's mm-hmm. all, it's a lot of time, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, I've always said, you know, that <laughs> it's kind of funny, but, you know, things that spring up overnight are weeds and mushrooms, right? And mushrooms usually grow in crap, and weeds get cut down, and there's no root system. And so it's just, it's the whole process. I mean, there's so much to this. It's a process. We... When we started The Source, I taught like six or seven months a series called From Seed to Tree. You know, so maybe that was prophetic. I don't know. But, you know, it's just really interesting to kind of watch that whole process from the seed dying, right? It takes death unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies. So the entire Christian walk is founded on and is sustained by death as we're sustained by Christ's life that how do you, it's that weird um what's it called an oxymoron i want to i want to say oxymoronical is that a word i'm not sure i don't know i think jeff? so jeff you're smarter yeah. than i am tell me the dictionary i think so i think yeah, so. It's, yeah it's just so interesting not a very but, common one yeah not not yeah. a common one maybe not one that anybody would really understand but <laughs> And Casey, thanks for sh- for for opening yeah, up that conversation yeah. and sharing wisdom, cool. and it was good. I just yeah, it was yeah yeah. I just have to say, like, man, I love the church. 
I, I yeah. love what the Lord is doing. I love the people. You know, I just feel like sometimes I, I get it wrong. We get it wrong. Right. And I, I just need to say this before we close. You know, Paul, he wrote the epistles, most of them, the majority of them, because he was correcting errors in the church. And we, we need to bring ourselves under correction. We need to not be... We need to not buck the discipline that is due the children of God because he's going to correct us and discipline us because he loves us. And, and I want that. You know, I right. I want on, you know, whatever day it is to look back and, you know, to say, man, the Lord disciplined me and, I, and I'm grateful for that. And so, um, you know, we don't mean to come. We're not trying to come down on the church, but, man, we need some correcting in our thinking sometimes. And I think that there could be a big shift if we really started yeah. thinking you know, spiritual mothers and fathers versus just, you know, I mean, we, we need the people in the church to be cared for and the resources and the lot. It's essentially, it's the lives, not just the finances resources, but the lives of people redirected to sustain and care for and nurture the, the whole body of Christ at all time. The first command, be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. It sounds redundant, be fruitful and, and multiply, multiply. Yeah. but anyone can with a zipper can multiply. Not everyone can be fruitful. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll leave you guys with that. You can chew on that. <laughs> Thank, thanks again, Jeff. Always a pleasure to have you to again. Here. You are welcome back at any yeah, point in any time. time. Yeah. Any any time, Casey. We look forward to diving into um, oaks of righteousness, and maybe we'll touch on soils. Yeah. There's so much. Yeah, it's just, it's just never ending. Man. It's never ending. So thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, being sure, be sure and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You find us at Salty Dogs Cast. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Share this out. Uh, be sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to make the ask of our listeners. Can you guys um, give us a like and a share on Facebook and get the word out? We just, you know, we it, it feels good to know we have followers and listeners from my flesh, but. On the other hand, I get a lot of good feedback, and you know, I feel like people can really glean from this, and that's what Salty Dogs is all about. Yeah, man. So, all right, peace, peace out. See you.